You're listening to Newcastle in the Morning. Oh, I am so excited. Two weeks in a row she's been in the studio. It's pretty exciting, isn't it's it? It's really exciting, mm. isn't it? How are you, Lauren O'Brien? It looks like you've done your hair and put your lippy on for me. I have. All mm. for you. Mm. Thanks. Yeah, yeah I'll make it all good. about me. Don't worry. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I like that. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. It is. It's lovely to be actually able to see your face across the big fat microphones. It is, isn't it? Instead yeah. of sitting in my pajamas in the office. That is nice. Doing though, telephone. Isn't it? Mm. Mm. No, it's more special to be able to specialer, yeah, specialer. specialer to, to see you face to face. I've got like a guest it. today. You do have a guest today. Now, uh, why don't you introduce us to your guest? Well, last week I was um, at a local court running, um, actually I think I was there on a private matter, and I ran into a, a colleague who I had briefed in um, a district court matter, and we went for lunch, and she started regaling me with these amazing stories about her experience with the High Court, and I thought it's a very small percentage of practitioners that ever get to enter the hallowed halls or, or become involved with any high court sort of appeal. So Ms. Isabel Reed Barrister is with us today. To, Hello, um, Isabel. Hi. Give nice us some, you know, war here. stories. Well, that that high court experience, i got to say, was, was uh, very... Very, very early on in my career, it was it was actually within the first two years of, of me leaving law school. So oh, I wow. wasn't I wasn't a barrister at the time. Um, I've not been to the High Court as a barrister, um, so I was a solicitor. And and the the run up to getting to the High Court involved a a long, just awful story of, of of this woman who'd been uh, charged with murder, convicted. Um, I kind of didn't know what to do. We we appealed uh, uh, to the CCA, uh, and then uh, then then there was this uh, decision about whether to whether to try to do the um, High Court appeal. Going to the High Court, just preparing to go to the High Court. I, I mean, you don't go to the High Court. You you um, there's there's sort of a travelling roadshow of of judges. Uh, who who go to um, various capital cities uh, at various times, and you make an application uh, for leave to appeal. But before you get there, you have to produce these uh, appeal books. That are that there's there's a book that's been written about how to um, prepare. Uh, appeal books for for the high court. Uh, there's the the margins have to be exact. The mm. paragraphs have to be numbered. The font has to be a certain size. It has to be a wow. certain font. Yeah. Um, and there are different coloured books for different coloured things. Uh, they have to be tabbed, indexed, numbered, and they have to then be bound. Um, by so that normally uh, they they get sent off to the um, to a special printing place that does that. Mm. If there is anything, if the margins margins are two centimeters and not two point five, it'll be sent back. Uh, you, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a very exacting experience. So then. <laughs> if, if, wow, okay. makes sense, doesn't it? Everything has to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does, and 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 so then, uh, if if that passes muster, you then or I didn't. I just sat in the back, wide eyed, and and really having no idea what was going on um, with this wonderful barrister. Uh, I, I think he was senior counsel at the time, who um, led the the 
this fight to get this woman justice. Um, so when when you you go into this special courtroom because it has traffic lights in there, it's got yeah, it gets um, better. It's got <laughs> so this is my lunch last week at Belmont, just sitting there with my mouth open, going, "Hang on, <laughs> like you've got to have this spectacularly perfect submissions." Then there are traffic lights. Yeah, you have really? five minutes, exactly five minutes, uh, and not not one second more. So um, the the you you. There's no green light. Uh, you just go at a at a specified time. Uh, the judges are sitting there. I think, I don't know whether there were two or three, but I think there's either two or three. Uh, they uh, listen to the submission when you've got one minute to go. The amber light comes on, so you you know you you need mm. to kind of wrap it up. When the red light comes on, you stop mid sentence, mid word, mid everything. Um, that's it. Finish. And they make a decision right there on right the there. spot. Wow. Yeah. So that's whether There's you're no, granted leave yeah. to appeal. Um, wow. We were, we were tossed out. The decision about whether the High Court is going to accept a, a, a matter is, is, is often based on uh, some sort of legal principle. If, if there's something that, that's, that's going to really change... Uh, a lot of legislation, or or, mm. or or change, make make big changes, um, or if it's a, um, a a particular public interest case, um, with I mean, it's got to have some grunt behind it. Mm. So there was a high court uh, application for Kathleen Folby mm. recently, which which also failed. And even though that's a a, a massive public interest case, um, it. it Failed. Uh, I'm not sure what the reason was that that it failed, but but clearly it wasn't enough just for it to be public interest. Mm-hmm. It's got to be public interest plus something with a bit of grunt that they can work mm-hmm. with. Um, so that that's that's it. it. The 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 whole thing. So leading up to it is is all these sort of months of preparation and 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 getting there. Then you finally get there. You've got five, five minutes, minutes, and then that's it. Out you go. Is it like being on stage? Do you feel a big kind of, oh, I did all that prep and, and oh, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. And you've got five minutes to, to change somebody's life or not. Wow. That's right. That's right. That's incredible. Yeah. There's no pressure there. <laughs> well, I guess if you get to do your written submissions in your 12.5, you know, yeah. Times New Roman or whatever it is. Yeah. So have they already... The bulk will be in your written subs. Have they already, re- you know, read that... that Yes. So they've re- they've read the written, and yes. then you go in and do the verbal. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So obviously, the you're, you're highlighting the, um, you know, the main points that you want to throw at them. Hmm. Uh, you know, like any submission, I guess. And when you get to that point, it really is points of law, isn't it? It's it's yeah. It's it's this evidence wasn't put in, or this was done it, wrong. It's points of law. It really has to be. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. You can't. You can't be. You can't be bringing up stuff that that w- was available or, or was already ha- has already mm. been aired in previous courts. That just won't wash at all. So it's very narrow points of appeal, isn't it? When you yep. get to the yep. top dogs. Wow, it's really interesting because um, that environmental case with uh, with the kids. Obviously, that's going to go to, you know, if they appeal, that's going to go to the High Court. And uh, the same thing, all that they can appeal on is, as we were saying, is points of law. They can't do anything other than say that, you know, the judgment was, was wrong in this area in this area. It's really tough, isn't it? Mm. It wow. is tough. Um, but beyond that, there there are uh, other avenues of 
I, I guess, further uh, appeal, which is uh, which is where I went with this particular case. I, I kind of stopped at, at all the stops with <laughs> with this woman mm. carrying her mm. her case with me wherever I went. Um, uh, she ended up serving her sentence, and she's now out and 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 is absolutely wonderful and leading a great life and whatever. But it was you know it was a travesty at the time. Yeah, it's really tough. Now you did mention um, Kathleen um, a moment ago. Obviously, um, a year ago, um, ninety eminent Australian and international experts petitioned the New South Wales Governor, which is obviously another area that we've got to pardon her um, based on the uh, the new genetic evidence um, that suggests that her four children may have died from natural causes. Obviously that you know, we've done the High Court, we've done everything that we could possibly do, now we go to the New South Wales Attorney General. That's, yes. that's where we are at the moment, isn't it, on that one? Yes. And this is the second uh the second petition. So that so the the first petition uh, that that I was part of in two thousand sixteen uh, led to to that inquiry. Um, but but now this is a new petition based on the information that sort of came in. Right, even even though the the genetic information was was aired in the inquiry, mm-hmm. it hadn't quite been formulated and hadn't been published in a um, a paper um, at, at the end of. By the end of the inquiry, mm. I did get a breathless phone call from Corolla de Vinuesa, who who was uh, the the our main um, expert in insofar as the the genetics. Uh, I got a, a phone call from her after the inquiry had finished, but the the judgment was being written at the time, mm. and she said. Uh, I, I have sent this information to, and this was she had sent this information to the world's leading expert in um, cardiac uh, genetic um, variants, mm-hmm. and he had said, uh, "I don't, I don't view this as as a homicide. I see that 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 there is some variant here, and so they they had this sort of frantic communication. Um, so she rang me saying, "What can we do? You know, we mm-hmm. we need so." At the very last minute, uh, a paper from um, Professor Schwartz was, um, or Dr. Schwartz, I think, uh, was submitted uh, to the inquiry and it was kind of scantily taken yeah. into account. But it, yeah. it wasn't I, I can remember that at the time. So now now this new inquiry is mm. really focused on, uh. on what has come since. Mm. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. We're talking Legally Blonde today with Lauren O'Brien. And we've got Isabel Reid in the studio. And we're talking about the Kathleen Folbig case. It really is one that has grabbed everyone's attention, hasn't it? And people are really, 12 months on, people are starting to ask um, the Attorney General, where is this at? Yes. Now, I can remember hearing a couple of weeks ago that he's sent it down to his underlings. Do we know what is happening or where it's at? Well, he... he quite rightly, has asked the, the Crown Solicitor's Office. I mean, this this would have happened in, in the beginning because the Crown, in in every case, have a right of reply. So it, it was sent to them uh, and, and they have been busy trying to probably find some expert to counter... Counter what, what you've got, yeah. I mean, we've scooped up the best experts in the world, well so done. I don't know who's left. Mm. Um, <laughs> so... She may look lovely, but do not underestimate this woman. I know, like a dog with a bone, will not give up in her fight for justice. But that's unfortunately, and this is exact. This was a copy paste of exactly what happened with the first um, petition. It went to the crown, the 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 crown who was leading the four in in um, preparing their response uh, was 
promote was was um, called to the bench mm. uh, in the district court, and so I had to. She she left, and someone new had to come in and start all over again. The same thing has happened this time as well, and I, you know, that's poor form in, mm. in my view. That that the um, uh, appointment of the senior counsel for for this petition has been appointed now to the. Um, Supreme Court, that could have, with the Attorney General's um, grace, mm. been um, delayed until after that this had mm. been finalised. So that that's that's just brought in uh, an enormous delay again to mm. this. I mean, it was always going to take some time because obviously, as I say, the Crown have got to t- prepare a response, but that's just not acceptable. It's just... No, it's not. It's far from. Now, obviously, Kathleen's been sitting in jail for almost 20 years now. What was her full sentence? Uh, 25 in the end. It's not about the time served now, is it? It's about getting that pardon and getting, you know, that she is not a child killer. That is what it's about. Getting a pardon doesn't actually um, quash her conviction. That's a separate process. But but getting a pardon gets her out. So mm. they open the cell door and let her out and she'll be able to see out rather than just up for yeah. the first time in 19 years. How is she? How is she coping? Um, I haven't spoken to her myself for some time, but the, the last time I did speak to her during the inquiry, she, I mean, she always amazes me. Her resilience does amaze me. She's... She she feels that she can't uh, hope for mm. for anything. She doesn't want to get her hopes up um, because they've been dashed so many times. I can understand that. Um, but I mean, I can't see how how anyone could could come back and say, in light of of all of these, yeah, almost one hundred experts from yes. around the world. Yeah, in light of that, we're still going to. Um, dismiss that. Um, I can't. I just can't see that happening. So, you know, I think that there is some room for hope. The Attorney General did make a promise that he was at the last uh, budget estimates um, hearing. He did make a promise that he was going to make a decision within a month, and it, I think that was uh, sometime in the beginning of March. And mm. so we're kind yeah. of full of hope and expectation yeah I can remember um I can remember when he said that and yeah so we're getting yeah I think we're about you're right we're about two weeks in he's got about two weeks to to go yeah look thank you so much for time yeah it's it is huge it is it's a big one and you know I know as as mum's Lauren you know you just sit there and you think you know you pour a bit you know like a a Zaria Chamberlain you know you just sit sit there and you say imagine if you were Lindy and you know, you, you, all of these people, you know, imagine if she's innocent. Well, she is innocent. Yeah. There's no she, imagining. Yeah. I reckon, um, I reckon I'm going to try and twist Isabel's arm to come on again sometime. I think that would be great. I'll, I'll I'd like that. Try to bribe her with coffee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got coffee, but I told yeah, it's the Nespresso <laughs> one. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure to meet you. It's um, been a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Best of luck. I hope we are talking when you come back again in a few weeks' time and we're talking about, yay, we're celebrating the Kathleen's got the pardon. I, I really, truly hope that we are we are doing that. Thanks, Miss. You're great, welcome. Lovely to uh, to see you again, Miss Legally Blonde. Feelings mutual. Thanks for having Be me again. Be good. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live, and that was Legally Blonde. The information provided in Legally Blonde is for general information purposes only and should not be taken as professional advice. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life.
From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines. What it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9 on Newcastle Live.